the Blue Jackets continue to lead the league in their overtime record. How? Why? Let's talk about that. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I am your host, Jake Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and soon YouTube. So uh, keep your eye out for that. If you're a first time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you for stopping on by. As I mentioned off the top of the show, Blue Jackets won a game. You love to see it. Uh, We're going to talk about the win against the Maple Leafs. We're going to talk about their overtime record. And uh, we'll have some fun with it. Why not? Uh, But first of all, the game. Uh, Honestly, considering we watched the Blue Jackets go into the first intermission down a goal, I don't think that their first period was bad at all. Uh, I did say that I would like... Less crime overall. Um, Blue Jackets took. Uh, Blue Jackets only took three penalties. It felt like more. Um, but Michael Bunting, the thirty-six-year-old rookie, I think he's actually just twenty-six. But it's funnier to say that he's thirty-six-year-old rookie, uh, leading the leading rookies in goals, scores his seventeenth off just a ridiculous pass from Mitch Marner because that's the kind of thing that Mitch Marner does. Um, Scores to make it one nothing Toronto in the first period, but apart from that, I thought Brubay, solid period. Nine of ten saves. Jack Campbell, obviously, pretty good with all saving all fourteen shots that the Blue Jackets threw at him. And I mean that's a that's a big plus in and of itself. The Blue Jackets out shooting them, the Maple Leafs in a period. Obviously, the Maple Leafs just came off a back to back and were extremely tired and. Uh, Probably a little bit embarrassed about the loss to Montreal. I thought they would have come out, you know, kind of guns blazing, and they did not do that. They kind of played the long game a little bit, and it almost worked for them. Uh, in the second period, the, uh, you know who it is, the man himself, Patrick Line scores his 17th of the season to make it 1-1. Another assist for Boone Jenner, who is really, really benefiting from being that top-line centre between Line A and uh, Voracek, although I think he's between Line A and Bjorkstrand at the minute. Um, it's uh, the, the lines have been getting all kinds of messed up, but Boone Jenner is really benefiting from playing with Patrick Line A, which is really great to see. You know, he's had a few down seasons in a row now, and it's really good to see him be put in a position to succeed. But because we can't have nice things, Austin Matthews saw Patrick Laine scoring and was like, yeah, I'll do that. Scores his 34th of the season, which seems ridiculous. Uh, I know we talked yesterday about how he's basically in line for the scoring record again. Uh, he won the Rocket Richard last season, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's 2-1 Leafs and the Blue Jackets once again go into intermission down a goal, but luckily we have Adeboquist, 
who scores his 10th of the season, a power play goal, no less. The power play continues to click along. Uh, it's sitting at... Oh man, it's sitting at... Something good. It's sitting at 23rd in the league at 17.7%, so, you know, we're getting there. We are climbing on up, and uh, a power play for the Blue Jackets against the Leafs, who have the fifth best kill in the league, is not to be sneezed at. Uh, makes it 2-2. JF Barube gets an assist on that one, which is also important, because you know that we love goalie points here. That's his first career point in uh, his second game as a blue jacket so again you love to see it uh just a really a really nice play from Boquist right up until he shot the puck and it just kind of I don't know I think it surprised Jack Campbell a little bit he wasn't expecting it to be just a like an ordinary shot and it just kind of snuck by him so I was thrilled Boquist was thrilled Jack Campbell clearly not super thrilled but he's not on my team so I don't care uh, Brendan Gaunt, who has been on fire in his uh, call-up so far, he's got five points in seven games. For a guy that's averaging about seven or eight minutes of ice time, that's pretty pretty good. He scores an unassisted goal to uh, make it 3-2 with about 13 minutes left in the third period, and that's kind of where it gets. It's kind of where it gets exciting because. Typically, I feel like the Blue Jackets are not great at holding on to a lead in the third period. Um, that might just be confirmation bias because it's happened a few times recently. That might be an actual thing. I don't know. But the next 13 minutes, I felt like, were a real test of the Blue Jackets' ability to hold on to a lead to JF Berube, who, again, was phenomenal last night. I thought um, we're going to get into that in a minute. Unfortunately, it didn't last. Uh, Jason Spetzer manages to kick the puck in the net, but because it's not a distinct kicking motion, it doesn't count as a kick, I guess. I don't know. But they decided it wasn't a distinct kicking motion. The goal stands, uh, ties the game at three, and the Blue Jackets are going to overtime, which, honestly, I feel like... When was the last time they went to overtime was... Uh, oh, man, it's been... It's been a while since uh, overtime. We've almost gone to overtime a bunch of times, but... Oh, okay, we went to overtime against uh, Buffalo last week, so it hasn't been all that long, honestly. Uh, time, again, continues to be meaningless, um, but we're going to talk about the overtime period in a minute because I have some things that I would like to say about overtime, but first I've got to tell you about... Built Bar, because Built Bar is back, it is better than ever, obviously, it's, uh, you, you all know Built Bar by now, it's delicious, it's nutritious, I know that I've given up on most of my New Year's resolutions right now, but this year I am sticking to my resolution to eat right because of Built Bar, because it's basically, it's like eating a candy bar, so I've tricked myself into thinking that I'm having something delicious and uh, not allowed, but actually, it's something high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, keto-friendly, it's so good, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate, I'm a big fan of the uh, Puffs, which is a regular built bar, regular protein bar, except it's delicious and soft and chewy and marshmallowy, 
on a bunch of different flavors, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, that one's my favorite, and they could be your favorites as well. If you head to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, so make sure you are checking us out. So let's talk overtime, uh, because Blue Jackets did the thing again. Uh, I believe that's Patrick Lyonnais' third or fourth overtime game-winning goal this season, uh, and I don't know that an overtime game-winning goal has been scored without the assistance of Jake Varacek, either scoring it or assisting on it. And, like, that's... That's all this was. It was Jake Voracek just kind of skating on into the zone, skating through three Maple Leafs, passing the puck to Line, and Line does what he does best, scores goals. Uh, That's his 18th goal of the season. That is his 20th point in the last 10 games. Just going from strength to strength, it feels like. And uh, Blue Jackets win. Like I said, only 20 seconds into overtime. I was a little worried about overtime, obviously, because Maple Leafs are kind of a lethal team. It feels like with, you know, Matthews, Tavares, Mana, Nylander, Morgan Riley, uh, you know, they've got a ton of, of talent for the overtime period. But I think something that the Blue Jackets have been doing a really good job of in overtime is capitalizing on their strongest players. Um and scoring early, getting the puck early and not giving it up. Uh, the only overtime loss that they have this season, I think, is even in the shootout. So they are perfect in overtime itself. Uh, and they are 9-1 and one, uh, in games that go past 60 minutes, which that's, that's pretty good. You know, we're not... Okay, we're giving a handful of other teams, like, quote-unquote, pity points or loser points, but we're not giving up those points ourselves. Um, I haven't looked into it. I would be super interested to know what percentage of that is the Blue Jackets forcing overtime and winning, the other team forcing overtime and winning, forcing overtime and losing, or allowing overtime and losing. Um, Obviously, no team has beat the Blue Jackets in overtime this season so far, but so I would be super interested to know how many of that is the Blue Jackets completing a comeback or the Blue Jackets throwing a lead and then getting it back uh, is the kind of the, the two options here. So I, I will have to look into that because I think it would be, it could be interesting to see. Um, but to talk about kind of overtime generally, Patrick Line is kind of a cheat code. Uh, and I do wonder if we had maybe Seth Jones, who is also kind of a three-on-three specialist. You know, I'm not upset that we have Boquist and Sillinger and Jake Bean and a pick, etc. Especially, you know, at a Boquist with that ridiculous power play goal in this game, especially. But I do wonder if the power play, if the uh, overtime three on three was Line A, Voracek, and Seth Jones, just how lethal that would be as an overtime trio. Um, Patrick Line A. Fantastic player, obviously, going from strength to strength, but overtime is really kind of where he seems to be shining. Like I said, I think that's his third or fourth uh, overtime winner this season. That's his sixth game winner this season, which is uh, good for, I think, third in the league, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, it's pretty good. 
being third in the league at something. Uh, and considering he missed two months of the season near enough, I think looking at looking at 18 goals in, in 30-something games, like he's scoring almost at half a goal game pace, which if he'd been there, if he had not missed all that time, like he could be up in, you know, the mid-20s or even the early 30s along with, you know, Matthews and Ovechkin and all of the people challenging for the Rocket Richard. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep this pace going. You know, and I feel like that's all we've talked about this week has been, can Line A keep this pace going? Should we keep Line A? Should we pay him long-term? Should we trade him at the deadline for, like, a bajillion picks and Jacob Chikrin? You know, like, there's a still a ton of moving parts. And something I talked about on Monday was, is... Patrick Liner going to show up against not against playoff teams as much as he shows up against the non-playoff teams. Because I think it obviously what he's doing is super impressive right now. But, you know, the past few games, we have uh, seen him play, you know, he got the hat trick in Chicago. Uh, he had a two-point night against Buffalo. He had the game winner against Montreal. You know, I think there was some not worry, but I was I was definitely questioning, can he put up two points a game every game versus playoff teams? And, you know, the Maple Leafs, I think, were a good jumping-off point to go from, you know, the Montreals and the Chicagos and the Buffaloes to the actual, like, contender playoff teams. You know, we're playing uh, Carolina, Florida, and the Penguins for the rest of this week. You know, that is three tough matchups, and I think the Maple Leafs were a really good jumping-off point of, okay, here is a team that is good, is a playoff team, definitely, is probably not at the same level as the other three teams that we're going to face at the end of the week. So uh, I think it's it's definitely a good sign that Line a showed up, uh, and he just looks more and more confident every time he gets on the puck, which you love to see it. You know, it's it's really good. He's talked a lot about how, how much he likes it in Columbus, which is super great to hear. Uh, and I think he, he's open to staying, you know? I think a lot has been made about no one wants to play in Columbus, but then you play in Columbus and you're like, oh, okay, actually, it's pretty great here. Um, the city's nice. The people are nice. You know, it's it's not a huge stage. Um, and I think a lot of people assumed that Line A would have that kind of Panarin-type urge to go and play, you know, in New York or play in Toronto or, you know, have that big stage. But I think he might actually be kind of happy to be a big fish in a small pond, which is obviously super great for us as fans, as people who cover the team. Uh, and... Yeah, again, I still don't think a 10-game hot streak is good enough to be like, hey, let's pay this guy a bajillion dollars for the rest of his life. But the more this season comes together, the more he continues to look like the player that I think everyone thought he could be after his ridiculous rookie season, the more I warm up to, yeah, let's keep him. Let's maybe not give him, you know, max term and an $8 million and an eight-digit number. But let's let's see where this goes, you know. And so, yeah, the more the more he plays, the more I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe we could keep Line A around. Um, also, he just got a new dog, which is great because the team dogs have been kind of severely lacking since Blue Jackets traded everyone with really good dogs. So uh, super excited to follow that dog on Instagram because it's extremely extremely cute. 
Um, in a minute, we've got some lineup news, a couple of updates on various players who have been added to IR or taken off IR or somewhere in between. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Bet Online because football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And for more the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fight coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds right next to Paralympic coverage and information. If you want to get in on the ground floor and put some money on the Blue Jackets making the playoffs, BetOnline.net is the place to go. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. I've also got to tell you about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, they choose the brand that their warehouse, their warehouse happens to carry, they pick the most expensive one, and then, you know, you've got to wait for them to order it, you've got to wait for the part to come in, you've got to go back, you've got to take your car in and leave it there to get it fixed, you've got to pay for the labour. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so you don't even have to leave the house. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they've got everything from brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com can help you get it for 30%, 50%, even 100% less for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So we're going to finish up today's episode uh, just with a couple of a couple of notes. Uh, Jonas Corpusalo has been added to IR after he's been day to day for uh, about five or six days now and so I guess they were hoping that it would get better kind of on its own it hasn't he's been put on IR so he will be uh, I assume it'll be retroactive but he will be unavailable for uh, a little bit now I believe it has to be 10 days minimum so uh, unavailable likely till the end of the week which makes it seem like Brube will be sticking around for a little bit. Uh, he was, again, fantastic against Toronto, I thought. Uh, he made 39 saves, which, and a twi- I believe uh, there was a really cool stat from Jeff Svoboda. 25 of those, of the 42 shots he faced, were from one of Mana, Matthews, Nylander, or Tavares, and only one of those shots went in. So that's, you know, that's a pretty cool stat. Uh, I'm more than happy with how Brube is playing. Interesting to see how uh, Florida and Carolina goes. I know Elvis Muslikins was at practice today with the team, which does bode well for having him available for one of those games. Um, But honestly, maybe ride the hot hand. Muslikins historically has not played super well against Florida, so maybe you put Barube in there and hope for the best and then put Elvis in against uh, Carolina if he's healthy. And then uh, Pittsburgh at the end of the month is going to be another decision that needs to be made at some point. Uh, but I'm not going to think about that now because we have two play- we have two teams to play until then and like five days. So uh, that's a problem for future me to worry about and also future Brad Lawson to worry about. Um, in other 
news. Uh, Emil Bemstrom has been activated from the COVID list, which is great news. He's been loaned to Cleveland to uh, play, I think, a conditioning stint. So he'll probably be down there for a week or two, uh, just kind of getting his legs back, getting his breathing back. Um, does not have to be waived because it's a conditioning stint, so he can go down there. I think it's it's two weeks or a certain amount of games. Um, and with, you know, guys like Danforth and Gaunt kind of holding down that fourth line, I don't think there's any hurry to rush him back, which is something I kind of talked about last week was when's, ben, when's Bemstrom coming back, and I don't think you need to rush Bemstrom back right now. Uh, you know, the fourth line is is clicking. Roslovic is doing pretty well centering those two players, and uh, yeah, it would be great to have Bemstrom back. Uh, you know, I really want to see him get back to kind of the the potential that we saw right he was having you know not a great season but he was having a, a decent season for him uh right up until he got COVID so disappointing to see that hopefully he can kind of come back this season and make an impression um still no news on Texier or Robinson I believe they're both still going to be out for a little while longer Jake Bean continues to skate with the team, which again is great news. Hopefully we can see him before the end of the month is out, uh, I believe. We're coming up on three weeks since he was injured, maybe three and a half. So right up against that two to four week timeline that, that uh, Blue Jackets gave us. So fingers crossed for that. It'd be great to see Jake Bean back, uh, especially considering Carolina's coming up. And I love to see Jake Bean play against his former team. Uh, it's just fun. So uh, that's that's kind of all the lineup news I've got, and that's kind of all the news I've got in general. Um, thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Once again, uh, we are still free and available on all podcast platforms. We will be on YouTube soon, which is very exciting, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Make your second listen of the day uh, Locked on Beds. Lee Sterling and your boy Q have been doing a really great job over there trying to make you a little bit of extra money, so make sure you check them out. You can find them wherever you get locked on Blue Jackets. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.